previously on Queen Charlotte, our titular character fired Dr. Monroe, the kook doctor, for his crazy methods of curing King George's emotional disability. Also, Lady Danbury, fresh off being widowed, starting to feel a little frisky, and finds a friend in Lord Ledger, who we totally whiffed on last week. How will that play into this week's finale? Let's find out on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And we're at the finale of Queen Charlotte. Corey, how you doing? I'm tired. How about you, Dave? I'm good. We're, we're I think, okay. officially smog-free. And you've returned from Los Angeles, so you left East Coast smog to go to West Coast smog to come back to the East Coast. No smog. They were in full June bloom out there, you know, so... Uh... Was it June Bloom? Yeah, June. No, June. June Gloom. I'm sorry. It's it was totally gray skies out there. I had to wear a layer. It was so not the Los Angeles mm. I was used to. So literally went from a, a orange sky to gray skies, and now I'm back on the East Coast, and it's blue skies. So welcome, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and yep, watched this finale on the plane ride. the The man next to me was just pounding uh, Trulies. <laughs> And uh, it was it was a five hour plane ride, and I, I don't understand what his tactics were. He he got two at the beginning of the flight, pounded those within an hour, and then by hour four he ordered two more, and then pounded both those within an hour. <laughs> Just wow, keep and the buzz going. That's that's the that's uh, I mean, if two gets your buzz going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kept side eyeing him while I was watching Queen Charlotte. Like, what is this guy up to? <laughs> he might have figured it out. Four hard and, seltzers and, to get from from coast to coast. That, that was that was the trick, actually. Maybe I should have been drinking while watching The Crown Jewels, aka Episode Six of Queen Charlotte. Yeah, uh, maybe. And do we have any news on the fronts of our shows? Our other shows? None, none worth reporting or, or worth mentioning. Uh, we did get a post in the Lords of Grantham Lounge today that after filming the show, Corey Mickle, Mick, Mike, Michael Reese or whatever who plays King George, mm-hmm. and the young man who plays Reynolds, what is his name? How come he's not showing up? Oh, Freddie Dennis. They mm-hmm. became so close that they became roommates after the show. They're boys. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think Reynolds uh, still like has to dress, uh, I mean, uh, George and stuff like that in the real world? Oh, yeah. That's part of the, the, the arrangement, I'm sure. As a, and there's a lot of mental health checks, which is a healthy thing for, for men to do, but also mm-hmm. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think we have a lot to dig into with this episode because it's 90 minutes and, yeah, and I, off the top, we gotta get the we gotta get our 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 screw up last week out of the way. Yeah, all the more reason for us to not drink while watching these shows, because uh, even sober, we're still missing things. Uh, <laughs> as Dave takes a long sip, um, I am drinking a Zoa, so this is a oh, it's an energy you know. drink. Okay, yeah. So we last week we were like we we recognize this Mister Ledger fellow. <laughs> he looks familiar, but can't quite place him, and we don't have the time to go back and check. We should have checked. We should. We should have looked. <laughs> we should have checked. And um, that, well, 
it should be noted that I know if you're a, a you know day one listener, we recorded this episode late. You were about to get on a plane. Mm. I had been gassed out from a weekend of of a of family wedding and whatnot. So we were. I think we were both a little bit on the edge of uh, other things. Our lives infringing upon the podcast. So we missed this plot. Lord Ledger, familiar looking guy because he is Lady Violet Bridgerton's dad. Who was in that episode a few before. So he is I mean, indeed not a widower. I think I called him a widower at one point. Oh, and I, I do deeply apologize to any of our fans that might have been uh, put off by the lack of data. Shout out to Yolanda and our Lords of Grantham Lounge for pointing this out to us. Because this was an egregious miss. And I, I'm sure there's people who were listening last week who were like, you know what? I don't need to listen to this podcast anymore. These people I just really don't, don't know th- what they're I, doing. I don't think that's the case. I don't think you would make it like... <laughs> Half an hour into our podcast and be like, well, they lost me now on this one after, what, a month of listening to our Queen Charlotte coverage that that one data point is going to throw off. And and they do make a point last week of showing Ledger making his hats with his daughter in the room and lingering on who that daughter is. And we just did not connect. You know, we deal, with, we deal with a lot of people in period costumes in this show. Mm. Excuse us. Yeah, so, sorry if the white folk of the show falls to the background for us. Yeah, I was actually thinking that as as I was reading the, you know, commenting and reacting to Jolanda's uh, post and our group, I was like, well, you know, they don't pop like the, the people of color pop in this they're show. No, they're no fun. They're not no fun at all. Uh, but where do we pick up this week? Uh, I mean, from the start, we do see uh, Dr. Monroe... Yet again, he's not completely gone. He's uh, he's sitting alone on the edge and um, of his seat, and Augusta comes to see him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's going on, man? <laughs> well, what's going on with the king? You're supposed to be out there watching him, taking care of the, of the you know, our king-to-be from our, you know, the, the queen. And he's like, I've been dismissed. And Augusta can't believe it. It's not possible. The king wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You've been busy uh, smothering his head under water for the past uh, six weeks or so. He, won't, he couldn't and, find And you. he agreed to that, that whole idea of this thing. Yeah. And Augusta gets wise and realizes, oh, no. She did this. She's got power. And, You're starting to realize, oh, no, she's she's stronger than we think. And to be honest, like here I thought they were going to reassert Monroe somehow. Like, be, you know, Augusta would find a way to wedge him back in there. But no, that's it. No. Bye-bye, my Monroe. <laughs> nice to know you. Goodbye. Get out of here. So. I feel like go... there's really two plot points in this episode. There's two lines that we can go down. Okay. There's the, the Danbury line and the Charlotte line. Because they all it... somewhat tie together. I think we could talk about old... Queen Charlotte, but that's like the end of the end of the episode. No, let's save that. Let's get yeah. let's get through the Danbury of it all and make up for a mess up from last week. Yes. Uh, well, we, we, we now the bigger question: Do we want to start with Young Lady Danbury, or Old Lady Danbury? <laughs> I think they kind of tie together. Oh, you do. Well, I mean, in principle, because I, here's the thing: this is a ninety-minute episode, mm-hmm. but. I feel like we could just talk about this in like our typical episode length because okay. it's a very straightforward 90. Sure. 
like, so the lady. Let's talk about Lady Danbury in the past. We could we could do yeah. this in like five minutes if we wanted to. Not that we're going okay, to, but try. we might. She's still concerned about the title. That seems to be her mm-hmm. issue. And we see from the flash forward, she references, oh, you know, like maybe you never heard about me and Adolphus. <laughs> Right, because Lady Bridgerton... Uh, well, I mean, you're skipping over a lot to get there. <laughs> um, so, well, well, let's run it back and not yeah, try and do we'll it. Yeah, we'll run it back, so, yeah. So, Lady Danbury, she's all dressed up, hot to do. She's walking out to uh, her little cabin in the woods that she likes to go greet uh, Ledger at. And uh, Ledger's making her way, and eventually he shows up with his daughter in tow. And this is where mm-hmm. it starts to dawn on us. Oh, <laughs> he is uh, uh, Mr. Bridgerton, essentially. Uh, well, yeah, his well, daughter Mr. Bridgerton, because his daughter will become Miss Bridgerton. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Either way, it's Violet. And she's happy to see Danbury. She's like, hey, what are you doing here? And uh, Lady Danbury is just saying, oh, you know, I like to come out here and uh, just walk. <laughs> Hang. As you do. And uh, Coral, the... The uh, her her maid or whatever her, her lady's maid keeps talking to her about like oh well this uh, cloak you're wearing is a great cloak to lay lay down on. Mm-hmm. So Coral's in on what's going on. Yeah, but it ain't happening today. And Danbury just takes the moment to say, "Well, your your dad has been very kind uh, since my husband passed. Very kind. He's been a good friend. <laughs> Goodbye, Lord Ledger." And Lord Ledger looking as old as ever. As yeah. Lady Danbury looks like she could be, you know, like an older cousin of Violet rather than, you know, someone who's old enough to be her mother. Yeah. And in that moment, it seems like Danbury at once has kind of accepted her role that Danbury is married. He has a daughter. She's not mm-hmm. going to be able to fit into this picture as of right now. So best to not concern herself with this man because it's just is not it's not going to be a thing and, and you can just tell by the stare he looks like i'm going to be walking around here with my daughter a little bit more maybe <laughs> he's like look i gotta he says he knows he knows he's going to succumb to temptation if he keeps going solo mm-hmm. so he's got to start bringing along the ultimate blocker which is his teenage the daughter, daughter. <laughs> yeah uh so Danbury then uh, she's visiting Augusta and, and says to Augusta you know I'm so glad that you met the new Lord Danbury and Augusta's kind of like I did? Who that little man that was next to you? Little man? Don't be, don't be so sure about that. <laughs> yeah. Old Dominic he ain't nothing to me. Yep. And the way she addresses is like you know losing your husband it, it's inconvenient. <laughs> uh, but uh you know, Danbury thinks you know he he will inherit the name, so it's a given. We're we're on the same term, and Augusta manipulates it where she's like, "You can't be so certain certain about that inheritance, okay? Yeah, it can be difficult to settle. You're gonna need some people to sign off on that." So, you see, this great experiment might not last more than one generation. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to promise this queen friendship. 
and you, you got to keep it going because otherwise you could be back on the street <laughs> real fast if you don't fall in line with what I want you to do with getting information mm-hmm. about my daughter and, and the king. Be a snitch. Yeah. And, you know, Danbury, she's kind of, you know, she's heard the rumors that the palace isn't on firm grounds because of the mm-hmm. ill king. So a lot of word going around. So it's important that Augusta gets her, gets all the information she can. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, this is an episode, I think Augusta's taking a lot of L's in this show. And I think this episode, she's just, like, firmly in the place of, like, understanding where she is. Like Charlotte has has done the flex of saying, "Dr. Monroe, you're fired." Yeah, and she's she's uh, firmly in the place of, "I'm the liaison between Lord Butte and the," as she says in this, the House of Lords, which might mm-hmm. be we might have to rename our Facebook group. But <laughs> the House of Lords and Lord Butte like go to her, but that's really all she is anymore. Yeah, it's just a go between. So now she's like, you got to give me that tea because old man Butte is going to come knocking on my door. And if we can't put the king out there, the heir out there, game over. Yeah, it's not going to go great. Not going to go great for us. So we do see Danbury hanging out with the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, is asking, is there anything she can do, you know, just as a friend? And, you know, Charlotte's just seeking advice about having babies. Yep. It is as painful as it seems. And uh, Danbury's like, nah, nah, it'll be fine. Well, Charlotte, it, Charlotte's like, is it as painful as it seems? Danbury's like, yes. And then she's like, don't tell me that. And she's like, well, no, 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 it's fine. You won't even remember yeah. it. Yeah, only a little. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, I've heard stories of, you know, we're, we're just dumb men here but i've heard stories of women you know having such a strong experience that they black it out so there is that you know she's not entirely lying there maybe you know what do we know (laughs) yeah she seems Uh, to she seems to be falling in line in the convenient moments where charlotte's like this is the case right yeah yeah. sure whatever you want to hear so prince adolphus as i was calling him last week duke adolphus whatever you want to call prince adolphus here he's all back that too. Uh, he's back in town, and he's uh, yeah, Uncle you know, Uncle Dolphy. In, yep, checking in on his sister because she's pregnant, and yeah, he calls upon Danbury. Hey, so that can you I know. call upon you? I'm in town. I'm gonna be in town, Uncle Uncle Dolph. Here to he, hang. He says, "Holler, holler if you hear me." And then the sirens start going off. <laughs> she's she says, you know, she wants the booty daddy. I mean, she's not so forward about it. She's like, oh, I know exactly what he's doing here. I need to think about this. Yeah, and she goes and talks to, she's talking to Coral about it, and she's like, wait. So all of this sort of title drama would go away mm-hmm. if if I wipe, you know, Adolphus wipe, wipe me up. I'd go to and another country, got, I'd be like the queen. Yeah. He's got money. He's got power. Son to be taken care of. Uh, and I think that's it until we get to the the big dance where she re- re-engages with him, right? No, well, there's the scene where they're walking in town and she sees that Lord Ledger is there and she has oh, to yeah. remove herself from the situation. And I thought at, one, at this point she was going to like make out with Adolphus because, mm. as I said earlier, she does tell 
Violet Bridgerton that she had an, an affair. You know, you never heard about me and Adolphus. Or you, right. you never That's heard about older, me and the Queen's Bridget, brother. Older Danbury. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that maybe they would like do a little PDA to, to stoke the flames and make Lord Ledger jealous. But no, she just has a bit of a meltdown. And she's just like, I gotta go. Can't be here. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, it reminds us that she still holds the flame for, for Ledger, and that, that comes to a head when and, and there's... They've, yeah. Just for the record, they only ever got physical one time, right? This is not like a recurring... With Ledger? So in, the, in the last episode, he kind of came into the house and they got down, and then that was I, that. Because there's I, the missed we, kiss, mm-hmm. and then there's the he comes over and brings her the birthday hat. And then yeah. they get it, get down, and then this episode begins with her, him bringing his daughter. So All if there's, say if there's is, no time between, then they need to break out the UV light done. to to investigate that cabin. Yeah, yeah, we we need the room raiders back on this. <laughs> get the room raiders back, investigate the cabin, get the, the turn off the lights, get the UV lights out. Let's see what's been going on in there. Yeah, that's the only way to know. Uh. But she's still hot for him, either mm-hmm. way. Um, she wants more of that ledger. So they have this huge ball, which we'll explain more about later. But Adolphus is there, and he's like telling Danbury, yeah, this baby, it's a strong baby. I'm a, I'm a proud uncle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, spoiler alert, the baby's born. Oh, yeah, there's some baby that's born. And he's you know saying like, hey, how about, you know, we reconsider this. I know you got a couple kids and stuff like that. Well, he you says, "I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to Germany alone. I right. want to bring you with me as my mm-hmm. wife." And I know you have a kid or two, but you can have two or three more. You're capable of that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Just he says, "Don't answer now. Why don't you sleep on it? Sleep on this request I'm making." He even gives her a, a nice little kiss for her to think about. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess that's as far as we get in terms of her having another. Yeah. And then we see that uh, Lady Danbury goes to, to call upon Duke Dolphy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so what do you say? When, when are we doing this? Yeah. And she's like, we're not doing it. And he's like, what are you nuts? What are you crazy? Mm-hmm. And he, she explains in the way that only Lady Danbury can that... She just got over being serving a man, and she's not. She don't want to do that again. She's still. She she wants to get the reek of being a partner off and be her own person. And she said, "I can't go to be your woman in Germany. Yeah. I can't be myself." And and we're entirely. I, we are glossing over a little bit when she meets with Augusta a second time too, where she's giving you know some more information about the. You know, King George, something happens at Parliament, you know, what's going on with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Danbury's cracking a little bit because, you know, she's may lose her uh, estate and stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, everything's not going to hang together. And Augusta is disappointed that she's showing any signs of weakness. She kind of views Danbury as an adversary. And it's like, here's some pear brandy, drink it, you know, come on, come on, get back to your, to your you know, combative self. Let's, let's spar. Yeah, we're getting a little like uh, Violet Crawley and uh, Cora Crawley situation here where they're two generations bumping heads over 
what they mm-hmm. need from each other. Yeah. Uh, and so I, is it entirely clear how Danbury gets to keep her, her title and, and name and everything? Yeah. Because I think, well, yeah, because Charlotte comes to her, right? Yeah, Charlotte yeah, at the end of the episode comes to her and she says, why didn't you come to me about this? Why did you come to my mother-in-law? Why am I hearing this through the grapevine? I've had the same reaction because it's just like this entire series. It seems like she's in good with Charlotte. Why is why was she so concerned about this and, and not? And she she ha- had that intervene? moment an episode or two ago where Charlotte, where you know, she basically had to like shake Queen Charlotte by the shoulders and say like, "Look, you, this isn't all about you. This is about us. This is about all the people of color in the situation." And it mm-hmm. seemed as though they sort of hit a bumped a, of a personal sort of nod in their heads like oh we are in this together where we look different than the the system and now we're going to yeah. work together to try to push ourselves up but uh, i guess not because she said she's anxious and nervous to tell her this stuff that she has so much on her own plate and mm-hmm. charlotte like I, I i was under the impression this season was going to end with with Charlotte and Danbury like not quite on the same level because we see old Charlotte and old Danbury are not very they're very cordial but they're not like buddies yeah I think they're pretty close eh, I'm, I mean maybe I'm misreading the relationship it's been a long time since we watched Bridgerton season one but in this show it seems like they're like distant and a little stoic towards like a little cold towards each other but then again Queen Charlotte's oh, cold towards everybody and old lady Queen Charlotte yeah I think that's just Queen Charlotte older yeah. Queen Charlotte in general yes so I, th- I thought we might have seen some Hardening of of the Queen Charlotte towards Danbury, but I guess we're not there yet, and yeah. we'll talk about old Queen Charlotte being a hard surface to crack. But yeah, yeah, it seems yeah, like so all right. Good, good for talk to young, me. young lady Danbury. Flash forward to older lady Danbury. She's still hanging out with uh, with uh, Violet Bridgerton, mm-hmm. and Violet Bridgerton is reminding her again, like, "Yo, I am ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I am a good to go." Okay. <laughs> Get, get the get the water uh, the, the flower pot out. You know I am blooming. <laughs> the onion is ready to be served. Mm-hmm. Okay. And <laughs> we're at the Outback Steakhouse. They, they they open with them at the Outback Steakhouse. They're they're serving some bread to each other, putting the butter on it. And Darren Barry's like, "What do you want from me?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, help me. You know, find find a man." And it seems like that's going to be the path of this episode. Before Violet says, "Wait, wait a minute." And she sees a hat at the yeah, Danbury Lady, residence. Lady Danbury's like, I gotta go, gotta go take a leak. Once you hang here, mm-hmm. and Lady Bridgerton's like looking through. She's like, Oh, look at all these knickknacks and bric-a-bracs on your mantle. And she moves aside all the little Funko Pops of all, all the books that Lady Danbury's reading, all the toys and statuettes, and she sees, as you said, the birthday hat from from her daddy. Now the the last episode, <laughs> you know, we saw her like opening the box and, and digging that out. So what do you think she did with it? She just took it out and just sat it there in the centerpiece and thought, huh? Not even in the centerpiece. It's tucked away. Like maybe yeah. she's just too old to put it back by herself, or forgot was forgot what she was doing with it. Who knows? She said one time, one one kiss is all it takes. And Lady Violet starts connecting dots. Yeah, she starts having a galaxy brain moment where everything starts coming together. She's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She's always hanging around my daddy. (laughs) That time at the Uh, house. (laughs) 
all those situations. And so, so much of the uh, their scenes together is just Violet fishing for Danbury to be like, how many lovers have you had in your life? Mm-hmm. And oh, that's where know, she said, well, she says, you gotta be discreet. Because mm-hmm. she's oh, you took exactly. a lover after your husband died, and Danbury's like, yeah, you never heard about Adolphus? I think Danbury has some good advice there in being discreet. Too many people know each other's business, and they don't need to. Well, I think Dan- Danbury's also just like totally aware of of what yeah. Violet is up to. She, you know, she knows what Violet's digging for, and she's just like ducking and dodging and pivoting. <laughs> Did you bang and my daddy? She's like, <laughs> Did you? Bang- I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Lady Danbury would have made a good lawyer. Yeah, pleads the fifth every time. Yeah. Well, she's like, "What are you talking?" About? Did you take another lover? Yeah, I did. Did you hear about Queen King Adol- Prince Adolphus? Where'd that hat come from? I love hats. She's just dipping on everything. Yeah. But then it finally comes to a head at a sort of Lady Bridgerton invites Lady Danbury over for tea. And she thinks it's her sort of coup. She goes, I got her. She lines the whole house with all the birthday crowns. Yeah. And says, I'm going to sucker her into talking about it. And it doesn't quite go that way. Yeah, because, I mean, Danbury's essentially just pleading with her, like, please. Please. Like, you don't need to know what happened here, okay? Because I will tell you every detail. And that's your daddy. and Violet says, it's too late. She turns out the light and busts out the UV light. And it's like, oh, no, come on. She says, we're taking a walk to that cabin in the woods. We're seeing what's left on the walls. <laughs> I know my daddy. And if there's one thing that's true about him, he, he was a messy man. Uh, and so I kind of I, I respect the way they leave it, where it's like they both know what was up. They don't need to put it out there in, in the open. Just let it go unspoken, and and mm-hmm. then maybe let Lady Danbury help her yeah. get a man. If there's another season of the show, yeah, and that's that's it. That's all there is. I mean, I was kind of disappointed. I was excited to see what happens of Lady Violet letting her gardens uh, bloom, but uh, I guess that's, that's that's for another time. Yeah, maybe Bridgerton season three. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, next week we'll recap the whole arcs of, of some of these characters and on the season stuff. So we'll we'll talk more about that. But that was happening this week, and that definitely did not take five minutes to get through. That took a bit. <laughs> took That's a while. true. That's true. I mean, we could have said it. We could have done it a lot more quickly. But you know us. After after that one a couple of weeks ago, where it's just King George getting his head dunked in water for forty five <laughs> minutes. Like we got to We got to fatten up the pig here. Yeah. So now uh, we got the, the the sort of the parallel Queen Charlotte plots. Yep. I think, the, again, we can fly through this upstairs one because I think there's really only upstairs. I used to always say upstairs. I'm just down in Abbey mode. Future Queen no, Charlotte. No, that, that, no. We got to save that. That's, that's Save the, that? That's the blow off of everything, man. So All right. Well, I mean, we can we can cover that. No, no, no. Let's not. Let's not. So George is eaten by himself. The man is he's he's freed from Doctor Monroe. Uh-huh. Uh, no more oatmeal. Bath. No more yep. gruel. And Charlotte is saying, "I should have come sooner." 
and he doesn't want her there. He's saying no. <laughs> you know, I, I, the the treatments were in full effect. Where they're working, we don't know, but mm-hmm. they're they're moving. Uh, and Charlotte's like, no, 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 I won't, I won't stand for it. We love each other. Come on now. Love conquers all. And, and they have this whole scene now where she, he, he, you know, was it? He's like, do you love me? You know, then go. And she's like, please stop. And, and they pretty much are just saying back to each other, I love you so much. No, I love you so much. No, 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 I love you so much. It's doing a lot of heavy lifting for, I think, the lack well, of romantic scenes we've gotten out it's, of Well, it's more season. of a, a say you don't love me. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not like DJ Khaled. It's not quite so overt. No. It's it's more of like, then say it. Say you don't love me. Say it. Say it. <laughs> say it to my face. Come on. And then King George pulls out the DJ Khaled and says, I love you so much. Over and over and over. That's a, that's a terrible song. Um, and people don't need to look that up. Uh <laughs> So, the madness—it's—it's it's a secret, it, and but she brings the light, so maybe she can, she can help to calm him down. He was in love with her ever since he tried to—he saw her try to climb a wall. Yeah, kind of crazy. He—he—he he, he, he saw crazy, and he was like, "Love it." <laughs> That's in. what I'm all about. Reminds me of myself. <laughs> and then he howled out the moon. Uh, so, the the king—he receives a letter uh, from Augusta. Uh, yep, and he's and like, throw it away. I don't care. It's like, no, 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 that, no, no. You we, we put see his foot the, down. Yeah, because we see with Augusta, she's getting pressure from uh, Parliament to, for the for George to show face. Like people haven't seen yeah. him, they're worried about him. Yeah, the, he's got to do the, his job. The House of Lords might have to figure out a new king if if he is so reclusive and and reclusive for the matter of being mentally unwell. So he's got to talk to Parliament. Yeah, and, and so he, you know, he tears it up, throws it away, and Reynolds, Reynolds shows up in that moment. And Charlotte's like, "Is there something you want to say, Reynolds?" And he's like, "Look, the king is well, but I'm not confident he's going to stay that way." Yeah, just saying. And Charlotte's like, "What are you talking about?" He says, "There's good days and bad days. It's been a little while since it's been a bad day, but that doesn't mm. mean there won't be a bad day again." And then we get Reynolds and Brimsley uh, bathing each other. Uh, Hanging out in the tub, just chit-chatting. Rub-a-dub-dub. And they're like, hopefully he stays good. Is it possible? I don't know. Well, let's keep cleaning each other. We're dirty. (laughs) (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's that scene. Uh, Where where do we go from here? And then, so we'll go, we go to George going to Parliament. You yep. know, he's, he's getting nervous. He's writing this speech. And there's a scene where Queen Charlotte is like, what's up? I want to, I, I got to talk to you about something. And George is like, like screaming at her basically because he's so nervous and anxious about this speech he has to do in front of parliament. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not a you thing. This is not, we can take a break and talk about baby talk. I'm, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be on my game. Yeah. And it, it's his job. Mm hmm. And, and he's even saying, like, you know, maybe I should just renounce it. Just let, let them cut my head off. And she's like, nope, dude, you, uh, you ain't going to do that. Uh, but he's in a good enough state where it's like, I, I can I can go. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think Charlotte is 
is kind of giving him good positive reinforcement for being good. She's holding his hand whenever he needs it. She's guiding him along, but he says, you know, you're not coming with me to Parliament. This is a me yeah. situation. Reynolds is going to be there. I'm going to go. I've been writing this speech forever. It's going to be great. I'm going to kick butt. And that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. So he gets in the, the carriage, decides to make the trip. Yep. And he starts having his shakes on the way. It's tough. Doesn't look like he's going to make it. Yeah, he's lying down within the, the carriage. And... Oh, we we skipped over that the baby was born before this, though. Because <laughs> when he's writing the speech, she starts to get a little nervous. Oh, and stuff. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, a good way to baby. Co- that's a good way to end a scene. That's like the end of a comedy sketch. It's like, oh, we don't know where to go from here. Labor. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, they're like, fetch the opium, okay? Help her out. Uh, George, like, full goes in full command mode, like, king mode, like, Make sure my wife is okay and stuff. He, he's oh, no, there to all the men, the archbishop and the 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 prime minister are all outside the room, and they're like, "This is where the boys hang out. We just kind of hang." Yeah, and was, Lady Danbury oh, comes out. It's like you're needed inside, and the archbishop goes, "You cannot go in. You cannot go in." And then George goes full on king of the castle and says, "How's it? How's it feel being the archbishop of the Church of England? Because I am the Church of England. I am God's yeah. choice." Archbishop of Canterbury, what's up? They, they say there's a lot of blood everywhere, but we don't really see it. We uh, do see a, a, like a, a glory shot of them wringing out a, a rag yeah. and it just blood coming out of that. Right, because they, they, they say the baby's coming out backwards, like feet first or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. It's going to come out stand, standing up. And yeah, so he oh holds boy. her. <laughs> the baby's just walking and talking. Uh, well, this is he, such a strange scene because... I mean, I guess this must have been like at the time the doctor's like, this is a royal baby. We're not going to do anything to help it. It's going to come on its own. And mm-hmm. King George is like, what are you, are you being crazy with me right now? Like, we need to help. And he, the doctor's like, nah, it's good. It's going to happen. Well, and then job. George is like, medicate my wife now. We're going to make it work. And then George it, like slides her forward a foot on the bed and then boom, healthy baby. And the baby starts doing the moonwalk as soon as it comes out. It's crazy. It's like a water feet. slide or something. They just like tilt <laughs> tilt her womb a certain kind of way, and then it goes that way with babies. They sometimes they shoot right out. From what I hear, oh, yeah. I've heard this. I, I swear. Our fem- what do we our, know? Our female listeners. <laughs> if, if we didn't lose you last dumb, week with our people. Lord Ledger talk, we've lost you this week. Yeah, but he does hold her hand there, which is really sweet. He, he's right there with her. Yeah, and um, I think this is a nice sort of parallel to all the times that he's been on the brink of a a breakdown of sorts and she'll always squeeze his hand now he's squeezing her hand he also makes was it uh is it brimsley or is it george who are making the comparison like they've seen like a a sheep and a calf born you know it's just it's the same thing you know just gotta push doesn't yeah doesn't george say that he's like well i've experienced birth before i i had a horse sure favorite as a boy and it was breached I've seen it with sheep and calf. So you're just the same. <laughs> um, so yeah, the baby, it's out. It's magnificent. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, their next king, is, it's born. So fast forward again. Now he's going to give his speech to Parliament now. Yeah. He's lying down in the back of his carriage. Reynolds knows something's up because he doesn't see the king in the back of the carriage. He goes to open the door and he can't open the door. And Dave, 
did they have locks on carriage doors back then then in the day? They must have. I mean, this is the king you're talking about. How do you have a lock on the carriage door back then? Just a little turn, a little bolt or something like that. To the point where you can't even open it? That's how a lock works. That's the function of a lock. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I was just like the way he was trying to open it just reminded me of like a car door that was locked and it was like well he I mean he also probably could have yanked it open but this is the king's carriage in front of parliament where like Lord Butte is straight up standing right out there saying he's like I'm waiting you know he's like the principal in Ferris Bueller he's just waiting to catch King George being insane yeah. he's waiting to see it he goes I heard stories about farming naked I heard all these stories I just got to see it with my own two eyes. Strip like, down, boy. Come on. We know you got it. Reynolds is like, I'm not having this. So I think Reynolds is kind of keeping the gate closed. Or the door. Yeah. He could call the fire department to pop the lock, but why? It can't be that hard of a door to open. Uh, but yeah, they make the correct call to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. And so George is just like, man, I just can't do my job. I suck. <laughs> yeah, and Charlotte's uh, like, why don't instead of bringing you to parliament why don't we bring parliament to us and it's a really sweet scene i think where she kind of just butters him up like you know it may be too much to ask to have us go out there and show face and stuff like that we're we're the king and queen we got a big house here they can they can come to us we can have a house party so we get a vintage uh vintage montage of everyone receiving letters uh, for this party yep and so there are people that are arriving, and we get, again, the, the, the one guy saying, like, oh, man, if George doesn't show, this seals it. Yeah, yeah Lord Butte, and he says, it to, he says it to Princess Augusta. He's like, you're on thin ice. Uh-huh. You've lost control. Yep. You're done. And he, he's shaking. Like, he, he, he's, like, does not want to be there, and she's, she's going to grab him. She grabs him. She, like, mm-hmm. okay. Leads him out there in front of the crowd. They, they all see him. They're happy. They share a passionate kiss. Uh, she tells him, "You need to like soften your, your grip on my hand. You're, you're suffocating me. It hurts because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's just gripping it too tightly." Uh, and she's kind of just instructing him: smile, wave. Uh, they do a dance. He tells everyone that he's not going to break tradition. The baby is going to be named George the Fourth to our future king, y'all. Yep. And. Party it seems success. like everything's, yeah, everything's going okay. Um, we can tackle this brief bit, but you know, Brimsley and Reynolds are, are dancing uh, around. Yeah, it, it it flashes forward to see to, to the older Brimsley dancing by himself, and someone says, "Hey, what's going on?" And Brimsley's like, "Hey, hey, man, it's okay to dance by yourself, okay?" <laughs> You're dancing on here. my own, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep dancing on my own. Uh. We don't know what happens to Reynolds, but we do get a moment where Charles says to Reynolds, or I mean, Charles, George says to Reynolds, sorry not, not to get confused with the real king, uh, hey, wh- what about you, Reynolds? You, you need a, you need someone, a significant others, someone? Well, doesn't, doesn't uh, Charlotte say that to Brimsley in the episode? Old man Brimsley? No, Charles is trying to, George is trying to get uh, Brimsley to drink with him, or uh, Reynolds to drink with him. Oh, okay. Reynolds is yeah. like, nah, man, I can't, I'm on the clock. I refuse. I'm straight right. edge. Right, he wants him to cut back for a second. And then, uh, yeah, future, future Queen Charlotte talks to Brimsley about 
like, don't you have a family? It's like, this is the first time you're asking this dude. He's been in your employment for 50 years. I had the same thought you, when they do the older scene of just like, yeah, what, what's your story, Brimsley? It's like, you never stopped to ask him once during this whole thing. Get out of here. He's like your only friend. Yeah, he was the one trying to touch your back last week when you're you're all broken up. Yeah. I mean, well, well, well we, to that point, Dave, what, tell me about your family, man. What's your family life? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never asked you. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. We've been friends long enough. But we, yeah. we did miss the point of the Brimsley, um, the Reynolds being offered champagne sequence. Mm-hmm. Because George then offers Charlotte champagne, and she goes, "Nah, I got him off the sauce." And he goes, "Why?" And she and, and and Charlotte says, "Because you're mentally unwell, and if I drink, I might be a bad influence on you." No, that's not what happens. She says she's pregnant with baby number two, and a pair. She says them, so she seems to imply that it might be twins. I mean, and also, she this, is, up numbers. this is the 1800s. I'm just going to go out on a whim. I'm not a doctor. I don't mm-hmm. work in medicine. I don't think in the 1800s they knew pregnant people shouldn't be drinking. They straight up told yeah. Queen Charlotte not to, you know, they were going to let her, they might have let her die giving birth to George IV because they didn't want to medicate her. I don't yeah. think they're smart enough to know that you can't drink champagne. But, or or when you do during the yeah. during the pregnancy, um, so yeah, she's she's pregnant again, and uh, they're pretty much happy there. But you know, again, George is kind of out of the picture when we flash forward. Uh huh. And so, um, what is it? Uh, Charlotte still in the same position where like her kids got married, but the babies aren't coming, and. and I think one, a couple of them inform her, like, you know, we had miscarriages. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, like, not, not for lack of I, trying, Mom. But I think that's a moment where Charlotte is like, they're like, oh, you know, like, you're always so hard on us. It's just make a baby, make a baby. You're not considering the fact that we've tried and, and mm-hmm. biologically factors have stopped us. And yeah. they basically tell her, like, you're a great queen, terrible mom. Yeah, she, she's not there for them. And then when she goes to, to hug them, they're kind of just like... Or no, she doesn't go to hug them. She, she, she's just kind of like icy about it. Well, she does um, hug them because she's happy. And I think we see this moment of like humanity when they kind of call her out and they're like, hey, you're really, you know, like you're making this so cut and dry. There's a lot more complicated stuff. Like you of all people know what it's like to deal with medical issues. Yeah. Look at your man. Look at Pops. Yeah. Uh. So, you know, and she like is kind of in denial. She's like, I was a great mom. You don't understand what I had to deal with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Your, your daddy was a handful. Um, but was it the, another, what was it? Her other son and, and the daughter or his, or his wife visit her, Victoria, and she's pregnant. Yeah. No doubt about no doubt about it. She waited a little while to make sure that she was definitely pregnant, and she thinks it's a girl, even though back then they had no way of knowing whether it'd be a girl or a boy. But she's like, "Well, great, it's about time a girl led." Sure, which gives that girl power moment for the show, even though mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't but, know. If that's how that works, but <laughs> yeah, and that and that's when she hugs them, and they they don't even that's know how to react. Have. It's like, huh? She's having her Ebenezer Scrooge moment. Yeah. 
She's kind of like, I, I think that's kind of why I, I have my impression of old lady, lady Danbury and old Queen Charlotte not being like best of friends because young Queen Charlotte is so bubbly and ambitious and, and wide eyed and yeah. old Queen Charlotte is so covered. Like the walls, as, the, as King George always says, the walls have to be that high for her to be she's the leader. Very reserved and cold. Yeah, she's very yeah calculated. So, I think she's having her her Ebenezer Scrooge moment, and not too late to be a loving person. Yeah. So, old Charlotte, she's going to go home, Buckingham House. Now, did you think and... we we're going to see old Brimsley or old Reynolds? Uh, I, th- I, I, didn't, I didn't think we'd see Reynolds because I think he would have been with Brimsley at least in some flash forward already. Uh-huh. Um, so she goes there and it's George, George, and we see this old man who's scribbling on the wall. And we, we've seen this actor in um, the Bridgerton sequences that we've seen King George in. Mm-hmm. Very briefly, though, obviously. Yeah. And, and so they show this earlier in the episode where when George was kind of having a mental break, Charlotte pulled him under the bed to talk yeah. to him. And he Very seemed to moment. calm down. And so that's well, she what she found him again. under the bed. And then she joined oh, wow. him under the bed and he said, you know, the the heavens can't see him or whatever. His state. Yeah. He's, you know, so she just He's meets hidden. him down there. And so... Yeah, she lets him know that a baby's on the way. And he's and so happy. He snaps into it. And we have a this, nice little moment where they're it's thank you. No, thank you. And I do it has love the you. I do love the you. star the Star Wars thing where she looks over and it's not old man King George, it's Hayden Christensen, young man King George is right there. You he know, he looks they, a lot like uh Dave Franco. <laughs> he does have a, a lot of Dave Franco in him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a real sweet moment. And it really does uh, illuminate that this old George has massive ears compared to his younger counterpart. I just kept thinking, like, this guy turned into Dumbo when he got older. Like, what happened here? Um, but, I mean, they, she has the line of, like, his line will continue. And he says, our line. And, yep, she's young Charlotte. And, you know, he's young. And,. This is the scene I've heard many people shed tears over. Even my mom, uh, I think, got emotional uh, during that moment. I think this really, this moment really does tie the whole series together. Like mm-hmm. it really does, like show, like man, they've they really did overcome a lot to get here. It, it's really sweet, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's it, it's very difficult to not be moved by that moment, but I just kept thinking in my head, like, when's the last time she came to see her crazy husband? Before this, yeah. Yeah, you wonder because how if, often that happens. And it made me wonder, like, wait, if if you are the one that is kind of keeping him sane or have the ability to keep him sane, shouldn't she mm-hmm. just, like, live there and be I mean, more active? Well, she's but got, I guess she's got to get her, her kids, you know, having kids, yeah. you know, so. And she's, she's the face she's, of the country, so. Right. But it is a little, it is a fantastic scene. And, and the guy, old, old King George, James Fleet, does a really good job of portraying the Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of snapping out of the madness and, and being present for the moment, which is very yeah. nice. Nice touch at the end. And 
that's the end of this, the this series, and we'll we'll talk about it more next week. But they definitely leave some meat on the bone, I think, for like a lot covering of the chasm the between then and now. Yeah, I don't know how much future Charlotte, George, Lady Danbury, Lady Bridgerton can do. Well, I mean, it's it's simple. You just draw the parallels of raising a grandchild to her raising her f- first child with George. Yeah, make it more like the the later scenes of the Crown, focus on the other generation. It's doable. It'll still be a Queen Charlotte story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a very good finale, I thought. Yeah, it was great. I, I do, like I said, you know, talking when we before we went on longer than I thought we would, we could have cut a little bit of the, the fat off of this episode. It could have been a tight hour 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff with Parliament, like, uh, you know, just being annoyed that George isn't showing up. It's like, oh, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> we got it. We've been uh, there. Yeah. And even even the Adolphus proposition, I mean, that was good. That was good uh, Good soap, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was just, it felt long. It, it, you know what it is? It's those montages. It's those montages of people getting letters, dancing. And I know they have to sh- show the pomp and circumstance, but man, these episodes do run a little bit long, but still, good finale. Yeah, good finale. I'll take it. And we'll we'll talk about it more next week, but we got power rankings to get to. Mm-hmm. Dave, who's going down? Well, this is, a, I think, a generally a good week. Yeah. So going down, I got Lady Danbury, old and young. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you want to say woman power, but this this little fling she had with Lord Ledger haunts her to this day to the point that one, you know, gift giving or, you know, acts of service must be her, her love language because she's held on to that paper crown forever. She really holds yeah. on to that and it's kind of been, not haunting her is the wrong word, but it's been present in her mind. And then I think when you hear why she's turning down Adolphus and then you see her as an older person, it seems as though like, you know, there's a lot of, she's a work in progress and for someone that the whole season has seemed to have everything together in her head it seems as though she's leaving the season on a bit of a down foot as far as like time to go to work not in a bad not in like a a negative way but there's no way to in my opinion that's where she falls well similarly at number three i got lord ledger going down this guy had the perfect situation here with lady danbury Family didn't need to know anything. He 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 screwed it up. I mean, I do I shouldn't I should you know qualify that and say I do not endorse cheating. No one uh-huh. should cheat. <laughs> but do not. Lord Ledger, he had a good a good situation there, and he was just like he was smart about it. But man, not not his best uh not not his best out. I don't know. It just I it sucks to be him. Probably is all I'm thinking. Yeah, because his wife is miserable every time you see her. Yeah, he's making all these hats, and she ain't wearing them. Come on. Yeah. Well, similarly, well, in the camp yeah. of uh, Lady Danbury's men, I got Adolphus at number two. I got Adolphus at number two, too. This dude played for a clown. This dude comes to town to be an uncle, and he says, look, I'm going to be here a little bit. Let me, you know, see what I can do. Yeah. Make some plans. Hey, Danbury, come join me. 
Germany's got wonderful people. <laughs> You'll yeah, find out. Nothing wrong with Germans named Adolphus. <laughs> None at all. And she shuts him down, and he's wasted his time. And, yeah, his sister's elevated well above wherever he was at the beginning of the season. So, but bye Adolphus. You ain't got much to do now. Yeah, see you when we see you. Maybe never. Yep. Good-looking guy, though. I think he would have paired well with Danbury, but wasn't meant to be. I mean, he's no Regé-Jean, but, yeah. No, definitely not. Well, I think on paper, well, that's kind of where the conflict was, because she would be happy with him. She just wants to be a woman, you know? Yeah, she wants to be excited. Yeah. Well, Dave, who's number one going down for you? On uh, number one going down, he's been hovering this whole season. He's been trying to, to catch all of our sort of familial characters up in their nonsense and, and take take over. It's Lord Butte. Okay. This dude spends a whole episode telling Augusta, like, I'm coming. I'm going to yeah. see him go crazy. That's true. And the, ep- the last time we see him, he looks like utterly defeated. Like, oh my God, I, I've, I've been planning my whole week around firing this guy from his job. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing it so well that I have no, nothing to give. I got nothing left. Yeah. And because I would say, I would argue Augusta, but then Augusta has that moment with Queen Charlotte where she's like, you did it. She sort of secedes. Yeah. Well, I, I forgot all about Lord Butte. Those are good points, but I had Danbury going down at number one. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> too. Just because this whole season she's been being best besties with uh, Lady Violet, meanwhile harboring the dark secret of, I banged her daddy. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and there's nothing you can charged. do about it. <laughs> yeah, Look, I don't, you found the I want to tell you what he prefers and what he doesn't prefer. <laughs> what do you want to know about your daddy? I can tell you. Um, and, and then she has the opportunity of a lifetime with Adolphus, and she's like, no, nah, and it's like, I guess you got to do what you got to do. And then you got Augusta kind of bullying her around until Charlotte saves the day. Yeah. It's just, but that's not her. You, this, this whole The whole season has been Danbury pushing back against the authority. And this yeah. episode ends with her getting like pushed it back against a wall. Like, oh, now you're you now the you owe the queen. Yeah. She's under their thumb. So, yeah, it just was a unusually weak uh, week for uh, Danbury. Yeah. That's all. But very good points on Lord Butte. Yeah, Lord Butte is just like Emperor Palpatine would let, you know, he's just hovering there the whole time and then he yeah. comes into the front, the forefront and it's like, this guy stinks. old man, yeah. Well, who do you got going up? Let's talk the positives. Well, number three, I got Lady Augusta. Mm-hmm. I think things actually work out a little bit for her finally this week. She's got a grandchild to continue to the line. Uh, I think it, it was a really good moment of her being honest with, with Danbury and also she reminds Danbury of her place and Augusta's just reasserting herself like, hey, I do have some power in the scene here even if my daughter-in-law will overstep it all the time but at the end of the day she got what she sought which was a grandchild Boom. that's a w good How for you her. dave well i got yeah. king george going up because okay i think he take he he doesn't quite take the l at parliament no one knows exactly what's going on comes back he he the, the scene with him and the Archbishop alone is enough to warrant placement on our upward power rankings because yeah. he just goes into boss mode. He's eating good in the neighborhood. He's <laughs> having fun with his wife. You know, his episodes are yeah. becoming fewer. Well, I mean, in the moment, he seems to have some control. And then he aces the party, has the kid, and then has a moment of clarity as an old man. Like, that's a nice... It was in, in that last scene is so well done. 
Well, for the same reasons, I got Georgia number two. As you're saying, he's all the way up to the point where he's got two more babies on the way coming. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Well, is technically in it. twelve more. He's <laughs> he's got a lot of a lot left in the tank. Apparently, uh, so yeah, King George he gets it together well long enough to show up, have a dance. He helps birth the child uh, with his wife mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte, and um, <laughs> the dude gets huge ears when he gets older, so he can hear a lot. I think probably. So he's hearing George. something from the cosmos or something. Something. Well, number well, two, similar to King George. I got King George's man. I got Reynolds at number two. This guy is a, oh, okay. the backbone of this episode. He has the stones to tell Queen Charlotte, as we're starting to see people fear Queen Charlotte mm-hmm. in this episode. Princess Augusta straight up learns, you know, I, I am below the queen. Reynolds yells at her at one point. Where he's like, yeah. this, they're not all good days, lady. You need to be ready. And then when we go to Parliament, Reynolds is the one that ultimately pulls the trigger on not forcing King George out. Saving face. Then we see him having that nice little dancing moment with um, Brimsley, which is, you know, I think Shonda took a little bit from our pal Julian Fellows here, having this sort of staff dancing outside of the big party. But that's yep. neither here nor there. So much so that he has left an impression in old man Brimsley's head. He's, you know, he's living rent-free in old man Brimsley's head. And he's just like, he's been a, like a stalwart this whole season where we thought he might be a bit of a heel, but he proved ultimate babyface this week. That's true. Mid-card champion. All right. Yeah, I mean, good, yeah, good for him. <laughs> well, number one, though, it's got to be Charlotte. Oh, yeah. She's got the grandchild. She's got her own she child. Got the, she got the she's, child child. Yeah, she's still got George hanging around her. She could do favors for her friends like Danbury. Uh, you know, her brother got turned down, but that's her brother's problem. She's doing just fine. She did. She does. She seems totally unaffected by Adolphus of it all. She's like, get him out of here. He stinks. Yeah. I mean, the whole season season was in pursuit of her getting that grandchild, and she has that moment of realization, like, huh, maybe I wasn't the best mama, but you know, I'm happy for my kids. Mm-hmm. So, good on her. Good on Queen Charlotte. She is the queen. She deserves it. She earned it. Yeah. If Reynolds could open that lock on that door, maybe he would have made it to number one. I think he could have. He just chose not to. I think I, I just am mystified at the car. It was like a car lock, the way he was just pulling it up. Uh, anyways, we'll talk about... The we'll, can't door. We'll, talk, we'll do some research into 1800s locks this week. Yeah, we won't be talking about that next week probably, but we'll be talking about the whole show in, in full detail, top to bottom, how we felt about it. Mm-hmm. And that is the finale of uh, Queen Charlotte. Indeed it is. Dave, you been watching anything else? Uh, fairly slow week, busy week. As you know, we recorded later last week, so it's only been a few days. Uh, finally mm. finished Succession. Took a while to mm. get there, but I got there. And I avoided spoilers. Like it? I th- it was fine. I mean, I think the, oh, end, wow. the, the last like 15 minutes are incredible. Okay. Like, great, great end. Yeah. But I think the whole episode, you kind of know it hinges on that moment. So you're like, what are they, what's going to happen in the immediate moments leading up to that? Well, that are going to maybe because everyone was like talking about it, you kind of maybe had an idea of that. Because like... I didn't no, I saw no spoilers. I saw zero okay. spoilers. All right. The only thing I thought was a spoiler must not have been because it must have been from something else. There's like a screenshot of cousin Greg, for, but I think it was from oh. something else. Okay. But it was. I mean, it's it, that show. Like it's like, that show reminds me a lot of Mad Men in that like. 
it's just so slick. You could just sit and like live in the the way it's written. So yeah, it, no, it's a fun. The show is just so funny. <laughs> it's oh yeah, mostly funny. <laughs> what uh, about you, Corey? Well, as you said, I, I was traveling, <laughs> so you know, I watched uh, the NBA fi- finals live last night at my airport uh, on my airplane. Very stoked because the Denver Nuggets won because my mom's from Colorado and she was very pumped about that news. Uh, I, I just went and saw Transformers over the weekend when I had time to kill, you know? <laughs> As one and, uh, does. Yeah, while traveling to L.A. Loved it. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend it to anyone, uh, except unless you're a Transformers fan or you got children. Uh, this is like the first Transformers movie I think you could take a child to and not worry about them being scared or, or just, I don't know, scandalized by something terrible uh, from Michael Bay uh, being on screen. So... Yeah, I liked it a lot. All right, <laughs> and, yeah. I saw, and I saw Janet Jackson and Ludacris in concert, and you can't top that. That's, I mean, if there's a time to to take the opening slot, it's for Janet Jackson. But Ludacris, how could what? I've only heard good things about his live show. Well, so you and I, we saw the Ying Yang Twins uh, a little over a year ago, and they just powered through all their hits in 45 minutes. That was very similar to what Ludacris was doing. It was just like, you know all these songs. He just runs through them, like, you know, one verse, the chorus, on to the next one for a half hour. It's like, jeez. He has so then many songs. And that makes it easy that... to, to extend the set, because he just does the second verse, second chorus. Sure. Now you've exactly. got an hour. Yeah. What does he, like, what does I, he open with? Uh, I think just a, a general, like, uh, Southern hospitality. But the Too Fast, okay. Too Furious is really early, with, like, Act the footage cool? of Fast X behind him. <laughs> And he thanked all the fans of the Fast and Furious franchise there for supporting him. Yeah, because that's all ludicrous fans are yeah. fast family members at this point. But he wears a gigantic pair of shoes when he does uh, uh, stand up and then wears his gigantic arms when he does get back. <laughs> He's like going to a, a Kiss show or a Guar show or something. The props. Yeah, no, he, he really goes into it. And he even had a dig, too, at the people who are eating dinner in the front row. Like, y'all can keep eating. I'm going to keep performing. Because in the Hollywood Bowl, there's tables at the front where people can eat. <laughs> and he was just like, you have fun with that. Uh, yeah, no. It, to hear him do the opening verse from All I Do Is Win is just like such a magical moment. <laughs> just well, Lud- I think Ludacris is, is kind of, at this point, he is like a state fair artist. Like, you'll go see him play, yeah. like, the county fair for for people with kids and stuff like that but you forget he's he was a powerhouse right he's a light le- right level of fame of like a, a superstar to then cede the stage to a legend because <laughs> uh-huh. uh, janet was like another level she's 57 you would not know it and there is like that charge you get just from the fact you're watching a jackson <laughs> perform mm-hmm. like the lineage there man <laughs> it's just crazy uh and she made out with one of her dancers on stage the whole crowd went wild for that uh Incredible show. Hollywood Bowl, one of the best venues you can go to because it's all bring your own uh, food and alcohol. It's just run wild. It's the best. Hey, I've, I've played on that stage before. Who'd you, with your uh, high school band? High school marching band. I had a, I had a, played a bass solo on the Hollywood Bowl stage. So Were you drinking on stage? Did you bring your own food up there? Uh, probably, I mean, I probably had a bottle of water. I was also probably, okay. I think, 18, 17 or 18. So Okay. But, you know, I share the stage... Yeah. I play the same stage Janet Jackson played and Ludacris. <laughs> so many luminaries. Uh, and well, so they do do it like uh, the money goes went to the LA Philharmonic, and she did have like children up there playing like their musical instruments for like one of her songs too, which is pretty s- sweet. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I was there for, for three nights. 
back here in New York. I'm tired. Well, we'll let you go and go to sleep. So, yeah. If you want more of us, we have a Patreon. We'll do something with it soon. Give yeah. us ideas. We'll, we're open to ideas. Otherwise, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up at lordsgrantham and gmail.com. You can leave us a five-star rating and review if you so choose well, on any yeah. podcast website you listen to us on. You can find our whole archive on our Podbean site. And thank you for listening, and we'll hopefully see you next week. <laughs>